sometimes the most amazing gift comes in quite a plain package. Have you ever noticed that before? I want to talk about such a gift tonight. I want to talk about hope. We desperately need hope, right? The last time I spoke to a live audience here was in that building right there. That was March 15th. It was the last time we met inside there. JP had a trip planned to Israel, and he asked me and a couple others to fill in for him. And um, of course, that trip was canceled. And then shortly after that Sunday, March 15th, all church indoor services were canceled all throughout the state. Now, we had hoped that it would only be for two or three weeks. Because then our, our uh, series on inviting people would come to a climax. JP would be giving the last message on Palm Sunday. And then we would all invite our friends to come here in this building for Easter morning service and Easter brunch. That's what we had hoped. But that hope was crushed. That was 24 weeks ago. Now, at least we're here, but we're not in there yet. You know, maybe on Labor Day weekend, maybe it's appropriate that we're meeting outside here because I think most of you know it was on Labor Day weekend 52 years ago that Pomerado Christian Church got started. Now, it wasn't here at that time. They met at some schools and other places, but in the early 70s, they found this piece of property, and they would come out here. The members would come in hope that someday there would be a building here. And, of course, that hope has come true. Now we're just hoping we can get back in there. It's even air-conditioned in there. Oh, my. We desperately need hope. So when Pastor JP mentioned to me that uh, he's going to be planning a series on hope, and would I be willing to take one? Perhaps the one where he had to be off doing a wedding. That's today. I said, oh, man, that sounds like a great idea. So I started doing some research on the word hope in the Bible. And I found some very interesting things. Like, for example, hope is often linked together, kind of paired up with another description about our hope. And there's some really fabulous ones uh, in the Bible. So, for example, here are some of them. It's not just hope, but it's the hope. It's good hope. The Bible talks about our better hope. 
the blessed hope, a living hope, abundant hope, a sure hope, an enduring hope, a glorious hope. So these words just amplify what we so desperately need. We could really use some hope. But in my searching, I came across a really curious one, kind of piqued my interest. And at first I thought, you know, this, this, this other phrase is paired up with hope doesn't seem to be adding that much in this particular verse. By the way, it's 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 12, where you find this unusual pairing up of hope. But the more I thought about what that verse was saying, instead of not being much of a description, I thought it was like the best description of all because it like combines all the others on my list. So what was that hope that I found so interesting in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 12, it is such a hope, such a hope. Now, you use that phrase, but have you ever thought about what are you talking about when you talk about such a this or such a that? You've probably said today, it's such a hot day. Afterwards, you might say to uh, Susie, you're such a good worship leader. And probably some of you right now are thinking, Pastor Evan, he has such a COVID hairdo. <laughs> but what does, what does such a hope mean? And what is this first? Why is it so exciting? It's only 10 words long. Well, okay, actually it's 11 words. The very first word is therefore. And of course, what that word means in the verse is that you really have to take in all of the context. I would love to preach to you tonight on the first five chapters of 2 Corinthians. But instead, I'm just going to preach on 10 words. But they're such a great group of words. So here they are. This is the one I told JP, this is my favorite. This is the one I want to do. So in fact, uh, I'll get my fingers out and we'll, by the time we're done, you'll have them all. It goes like this. Yep. Are you reading it in your Bible? Second Corinthians chapter three, verse 12. You'll get it. Since we have such a hope, we are very bold. Ten powerful words. Since we have such a hope, we are very bold. And I want you tonight to grab the far-reaching implications of those 10 powerful words. 
because we all need such a hope right now, don't we? Now, what do we mean when we say such a this or such a that? It's, uh, I, I had to look it up. What do we mean by such a? So um, it really has, usually is used for either one reason or another and sometimes both of those reasons. So here we go, you ready? Here's, here's the complicated outline for tonight. Number one and number two. Sometimes we say such a in order to call attention to a particular thing. It's not just something, it's not just anything, it is such a thing, a particular thing. So for example, you've used words like this. Maybe you are um, teaching someone how to drive a car. Or no, I got it. What if you're training someone in first aid and you say, now if you ever find yourself in such a situation, Call 911 and start CPR. Okay, now that's such a situation, not any situation. You don't just call 911 randomly. You don't start CPR in any situation. You do it in a particular situation. Such a hope is a particular hope. Well, what does the Bible mean when it talks about such a hope. Well, you know, it's not just, I hope you're having a good day. I hope you get a new job. I uh, hope you have a good time. No, biblical hope, such a hope, is the hope we have in Christ. It's the confidence that what Jesus taught is true that there really is a God. He really does love you. He's perfect and wonderful. Of course, we're not. But our hope is confidence that God has forgiven us in Christ. He's given us the greatest gift. And that because of Jesus, we have forgiveness and we have eternal life. This is the hope we have in Christ. Such a hope. Not any hope, a particular hope. Our hope is in Christ. That makes all the difference. Since we have such a hope, we are very bold. That's something you want to talk about. Um, let me give you an example. Shortly after I retired, one of my friends said to me, you know, uh, since you're retirement age now, you qualify to get the, um, the senior pass to our national park system. And for the next couple months, it's only $10. Now, since then, it's changed, it's gone way up. But my friend said, if you want to get in on such a deal, you better do it now. So I looked it up. Wow. I now, in fact, here's my card right here. I can get into 
any national park in the country for the rest of my life, and I paid 10 bucks for this. Such a deal. And if you ever get such a deal, I don't know. I think it's not available. But that's what we're talking about, such a hope. Our hope in Christ is a particular hope. Now, um, there's another way we use the word. Sometimes we say such a to refer to an extreme thing. Your room is such a mess. I mean, it's really a mess. He's such a troubled child. That means he really needs some help. When we use this word, it's calling attention to an unusually important or fabulous thing. Something that's extravagant. Um, in fact, let me give you an example. Maybe you've heard of such a fabulous gem as the one that's shown right here. This is considered to be such a diamond. It's probably the most exquisite diamond in the world. And many of you have seen it it's at the Smithsonian uh, Institute. How many of you know which diamond I'm talking about? And uh, how much is it worth? Well, you can say it's worth hundreds of millions of dollars. But actually, if you had hundreds of millions of dollars, you couldn't buy it. It's not for sale. It's priceless. It's like out of this world. Oh, and by the way, uh, what's the name of that diamond? It's called the Hope Diamond. So I just had to use that as an illustration tonight. Because, well, there is such a diamond. But since we have such a hope, we are very bold. You see, biblical hope is absolutely fantastic hope. It's not just a free pass for the rest of your life to the national parks. It's the free gift of eternal life with the one who created all those national parks and every other beautiful thing in this universe. It's our hope, our confidence in the eternal life that's ours through Christ. So whatever happens, no matter how hot the day is or how bad the coronavirus is or how upsetting the situation is, God is bigger than all of that. And he's given us the confidence the hope of everything's going to be right. Now, you might say, well, great. That means someday when this, when this life is through. But no, it's also a hope for this life. And that's what 2 Corinthians is all about, where Paul talks about such a hope we have. Now, certainly, we are going to face troubles. 
but our hope is active even in these times of trouble. In fact, I had been studying this passage for quite some time, and when President Obama gave a eulogy at the funeral of John Lewis, I noticed right away he's using some of these words. For shortly after uh, verse 12, going on through chapter 4, we find out that our hope is not just in the future. Yes, we have a sure hope, an eternal hope. But in the meantime, it gives us the strength to put up with day to day. So he read these words, or he actually quoted these words, and it was so fitting of a man like John Lewis, who lived a fabulous life that had a lot of troubles in it. And here are the words. This is chapter 4, verse 7, verse 8. We are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed. We are perplexed but not in despair, persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed. Why? Because we have such a hope. It's a particular hope in Jesus. And it's a magnificent hope that in includes eternal life and all the help you need in this life. So you see, since we have such a hope, we are very bold. And so those are my two points. It's the particular hope we have in Christ. It's the magnificent we hope, hope that we have that God has promised us. But before I finish, I really need to have a final word. I'd like to say a final word about the final word. And by now, you ought to know what that final word is. It's this one. Since we have such a hope, we are very bold. Bold. And I thought... You need to know what biblical boldness is. I, it's a very unique word that's used in the New Testament. And it might not be what you think it is. In fact, some of you might be thinking, well, I've always been bold. Even before I had such a hope, I was bold. Well, well, well wait a minute. We're not talking about just a personality style. We're not talking about, you know, just an attitude. We're not talking about, let's see if I can do this, B-O-L-D, B-O-L-D. We're not, biblical boldness is not uh, bossy or obstinate, B-O-L, loudmouth, D, demanding. That's not biblical boldness, bossy obstinate, loudmouth, demanding. In fact, I went through and studied this word bold. It occurs 40 times in the New Testament. 
and it's very interesting. So just so you know what we're talking about, it's not just a sassy attitude. In fact, uh, uh, it, it comes from two words, if you divide the word up. It comes from two words that means all words, all words. In other words, in a situation, here's, here's a pretty good definition of the biblical word, this word bold in the New Testament. It's when you are willing to say all the words God wants you to say in a situation. You're not holding back. But it also includes some things like this. When Jesus told his disciples, Lazarus is asleep. Oh, he'll get better then. But then he said, and the word is boldly, Lazarus is dead. Bold means you're very clear about what you're saying. When Peter stood up on the day of Pentecost, it said, he, he asked permission to be bold. May I be bold with you? In other words, may I say all the words that you need to hear today, all the words that God wants me to say. When um, Paul was speaking to uh, the king, he said, let me be frank but respectful with you. Just the word bold. It's frank but respectful. It means also willing to listen and learn. Apollos gave a bold message, but Priscilla and Aquila noticed that he was missing some things. They pulled him aside and said, no, you need to know more about the baptism of Jesus and the Holy Spirit. So biblical boldness means you're clear, you're frank but respectful. You ask permission to say it all. You're willing to listen and learn. And if you disagree, you disagree respectfully. But it's completely saying what God wants you to say in a situation. Because we have such a hope. We need to be bold. We need to be frank. We need to be clear about our particular hope in Jesus, our magnificent hope for eternal life and this life. In fact, another verse, chapter 4, verse 7, I love this one. We have this treasure in jars of clay. Who would put such a treasure in such a breakable jar? Well, God would. In fact, that's what he's done in us. He's put the hope of the world in your heart so that you can be bold about it. You see, um, what's so special about you. It's not just you, but what God has put in you to deliver. Now you ask, who would put a treasure in a jar of clay? Well, um, you remember the Hope Diamond I was showing you that's at the Smithsonian in Washington, D.C.? In 1958, the owner of the Hope Diamond was Harry Winston. He was a jeweler in New York. And he felt motivated 
to give the Hope Diamond to the people of the United States and the world. He donated it to the Smithsonian, which was in DC, and he's in New York. Now, how would you take the most precious diamond in the world and securely deliver it all that distance? Well, this is what he did. He put it in a plain brown paper package and sent it through the U.S. mail. Paid about two bucks for the postage and about a hundred bucks for the insurance. I guess he had a lot of confidence in the U.S. mail. And it got there. And the Hope Diamond is on display. And by the way, that package or that wrapper of the package is on display in the postal, the National Postal Museum. You see, there's, I can imagine, I can imagine if that package could talk, that package would probably say, since I have the Hope Diamond, I am very special. And that's like you and me, since you have such a hope. We are very bold. In such a time as this, in such a year as 2020, with such a pandemic and such a tension in our world with politically and racially in such a time this world needs such a hope therefore since we have such a hope we are very 